I mean, I think Pixie's purring is quite enough that it's not going to be picked up, but she is purring up a storm. Look at her. She mad. <laughs> she want the food. She don't understand that at not 6.30. <laughs> She's a cat, so she can't tell time. Poppy does. Poppy does keep excellent time, to be honest. You need to learn <laughs> some things, Pixie. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. Maybe we should just start the episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast where we knew the stories from Australia and his buddies that just make you say, Fuck Me Dead. Okay, new theme song. Never again. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've got that recorded forever now. I have it forever. I can just use that whenever I want. Hi. <laughs> been a while. I, I feel like it has been because we haven't recorded in well over a week at, right now. But it hasn't really been that long. <laughs> no, it's only been an extra like few days. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you though? CJ. <laughs> I'm Amanda. In case you haven't been here before, who knows? This could be someone's first episode. Mm. You look like you don't agree. Well, I'm just trying to think what stories I picked and I hope they're good. <laughs> Can't remember. Mine are weird. I don't, I, I don't know how this is going to go, to be honest. I think I have two funny ones. I feel like I only have one actual good one. Mm. My middle one's a bit long. Not to say that they're not all good, but like only one really good one. No, I remember you were struggling to find stories. I don't know. I it's usually a me. Thing. I had I had stories that I wanted to cover. Like I I was thinking about doing the girl who OD'd her boyfriend. We've talked about that one a few times. Yeah. Um. So I was considering doing that one today, but you know, like I sat down, I was writing my notes, and I'm like, I just don't want to do depressing shit today. Yeah. One of my stories is still depressing, but oh. <laughs> not that depressing. No, all my stories are silly. <laughs> okay. I've only got one that is, you know, not not a great time, but... I'm going to go all over the place, too. I've got a, first, we're heading to New Zealand. Okay. And then to WA. Okay. And then to the Northern Territory. Wow. Okay. We're taking quite a trip today. Okay. It's going to be right. like that Barocca ad. Remember okay. that Barocca ad where like, they pop the Barocca's in the morning and then they're riding fucking camels in the midday and oh my God. travel across Australia? Because, yeah, that happens in a day. You could totally do that in a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're filming Barocca ad, maybe. <laughs> Did you ever do, bar- uh, no, what was it? I used to have co-workers and they did vodka rockers. Seriously? Yeah. So it sounds when, disgusting. when they'd be like going to festivals and shit and they'd do like multiple days out, they'd wake up in the morning and to keep it going, they'd do a Barocca and vodka. Couldn't you just do like a Red Bull and vodka? Like that sounds so gross. You got to get the Barocca, whatever it is a Barocca is. I don't the, actually know. The, the, the BB bounce. Is, is that on the ad? I have no idea. I don't actually know. Barocca is just is. like concentrated vitamin B, by the way. So. Oh, was that it? It's the BB bounce. Mm. I've never actually used it, to be honest, no, because I, I already take a vitamin B every morning. I don't know how I get vitamin B. Weirdly, okay, so vitamin B comes from like foods like eggs and oh, okay. like bread and stuff. It, it's, it's a weird one, and I eat plenty of the stuff that has it in it, but the last time I had like a complex blood test, they said I was low in it, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always shocked that my blood tests always come back as, yeah, you're fine. We should do that again soon. I should do that again soon anyway. Considering I... Oh, okay. So I went to the doctors. When was it? Last. I want to say it was either the day after we finished recording. I think... No, it was the day after we finished like editing the episode. Yeah. The so, last episode we recorded because we were going away. So we're recording this on sun, like the Sunday before you hear it. And it wasn't 
the Friday, that last Friday, but the Friday before that. Yeah. Um, the reason that we had to do two episodes in a week to keep us on, on schedule was because we were taking a trip interstate. And uh, the night before we left, I stepped on an earring that I had dropped on the floor and it went in my foot. Through the slipper. Yes, I was wearing a slipper. It went straight through the fucking slipper, straight into my foot. Had to pull it out. It was not cool. Anyway, we, so we were like, I should probably go get a tetanus shot because, you know, it could have been dirty. I don't know. I hadn't worn it in a long time. It was just sitting in a jewelry box or whatever. And uh, I have to go back to the doctors now because my blood pressure when they took it was 180. Because you're afraid of needles. I do have a needle phobia. So that's probably what it was. But they want me to go back because they're But we like, should also go back just normal. in case it wasn't. That too, so... But not to get a needle done, because it'll just do the same thing. No, I think, like, I'm going to go in and just say that I want to get an overall checkup, because they're probably not going to take blood that day, so it'll be fine. I think if you just went and said, last time I had a blood pressure test, it was... But I, I don't know, I wouldn't mind, like, having a full... Checkup. Checkup. Yeah. You know, I'm getting old, guys. There's one thing I like about what'll happen, should I get through my training and my job, um, you got to get medicals every... After you turn 30, it's every two years. And then after you turn 40, you have to do a medical every year and they pay you to do it. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like, no, I honestly think that most people, no matter what age you are, should probably just be like getting a checkup once every couple of years anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many stories do you hear about some, there was something wrong with someone and they didn't know about it. Yeah, like, just go get a checkup. Yeah, they would have been fine. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, every month. Just, no, I'm just kidding. That's too no, much. No, that's too much. But, like, but, if, like, if you're younger, if you're, like, under 40 or 50, yeah, once every couple of years. I yeah, so on our contract, it's um, under 20s, you get them every five years. Okay. Then when you hit 30, it's every two years. And then when you go over 40, they expect you to get one every year. Anyway, that was a whole lot of crap. I'm sorry. How funny is your last story? How funny is my last story? Hang on. What was it again? I wrote these today and I can't even remember what my last story was. I'm having a day. Oh, it's pretty funny. Okay. Well, do you want me to go first then? Okay. You can go first. Okay. I'm not going to read you the title of this until afterwards because we'll just give it away. Is, is it a Daily Mail article? It's not, actually. It's a stuff.co.nz article uh, from Auckland specifically from September 16th, 2014. So a bit of an oldie. Okay. That's okay. We can take a trip back in time. Yeah. Well, we did all that last week. We were back to the 90s. So. That's true. That's true. Nestled on the eastern edge of Auckland sits a small park called Murphy's Bush within the suburb of Flatbush. Once frequented by young children and families... Now, beneath the canopy of the jungle's remains, lay men. Lay men. And they're fucking. Oh, in the park. Headline, men warned to quit bush sex. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> so this is the tiny little, it's not even really a park. It's just like a little section they've corned off and said, we can't do anything with this. We're going to leave this old piece of natural forest here kind of thing. And it's yeah. tiny. It's like 400 meters by 100 meters. It's not big. And men just keep going in and fucking, fucking. it. Yep. So are we talking men on men action here? Oh yeah, homosexual. Okay, all right. But it's like on the like, it would be like driving all the way out to. So I need to use Sydney because I don't know the outer suburbs of Melbourne yet. No, me either. So it'd be like driving all the way out to Campbelltown to have sex in a forest. Is is it really worth it? Can you not have homes? You can't just go home. Just 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 take your man home. Yeah. Anyway, got so, the rest of this is all just quotes from a person. Oh my person. god. Okay. It's not very long. The actions of this small group of people is concerning to us and the community, and we ask that people think twice before using Murphy's Bush for engaging in this kind of behaviour. I also love that it's called Murphy's Bush. Yeah, when you said that, I actually was going to interrupt and say, hang on, wait, it's called what? (laughs) Yeah, it's all bush. 
It's really disappointing to hear that many of our community members are avoiding using this space due to the actions of the minority. It's unacceptable. Uh, so that's the counties of Manukau Police East Area Commander Inspector Wendy Spiller advising the police would be cracking down on those caught cocks out in the park. <laughs> Not her words. Uh, I wish they were. <laughs> <laughs> Like you can Google it. It's not like a dud park. It's just a bit of grass around the edge that they keep mowed. Apparently they have moved bushes and trees away from the edges to try and make it easy for them to see and just discourage people, but it's not working. Uh, but if you are caught having sex in this park, you may face up to a $1,000 fine and two years in prison. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be fucking in public. It's a park, right? Couldn't like kids walk through there? Yeah. Yeah, stop fucking in the park. It's not really a park. It's more just like a little bit of bush you can go in. What, I, what I'm imagining, right, okay, is like a little piece of land that's got a whole like bit of bush in the middle mm-hmm. since you said they cleared it out. And then you go through like two layers of trees and it's like Narnia, but instead of Narnia, there's this like men fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia was filmed in New Zealand. This is the, this is the uh, R18 adults only sequel. <laughs> I can't think of a good joke. Play on Narnia. I mean, it's a hard one. I'll leave. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Is that the whole story? They just can't get stopped. That's stop it. They can't stop these men park. fucking in this park. Something about Murphy's bush really does it for them. Jesus, I don't. I don't think I can segue from men fucking for this one. <laughs> you, really know, we, you know how you guys have um, go walkabout? Yeah. Or bushwalking? Yeah. Yeah, we call it tramping. See, for us, that has a really different connotation, but also maybe applicable in this situation. Hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, if you call someone a tramp here, they're, like, loose. Oh, okay. Free with their affections, shall, mm. shall we say? I'm probably someone's tramping. Let me just double check that. Yeah. New Zealand recreational activity for going on a long-distance walk in... Long-distance walks in rough country. That's literally a bushwalk here. Because you're walking in the bush. Like, we, we say it as it is. Yeah. But, yeah, if you're a tramp here... They go tramping and hunt for the wilder people. Not intentionally. <laughs> So maybe they are tramping in the in the park. Okay, I'm just gonna stop and move on to my story. This is this is kind of long, but I promise you it's worth it. Okay, it's sort of it has a not so great ending, but I'm just gonna tell you. This story is about a wombat. Oh shit! <laughs> what is a wombat? What is a wombat? A wombat is a marsupial, isn't it? It is. Yes. Um, Poops it's- cubes. It, it, it does. It does. I mean, that's an interesting fact. But it's also like basically a tank. A small tank. Yeah. I like, don't know why it's called a wombat. Not related to bats in any way. No. It's like small. It, well, I say small. They're not, but they are. <laughs> like, what, they are like big. come up to your knee, if that. Yeah. But they can um, be quite big. And if you hit them with your car, they'll walk away. Oh, they're away, solid. And your car won't. They've got yeah. armored plating on their butt. So literally a small furry tank. So how it works is when they jump into their bar- barrows, burrows, Burrow. they use their armored butt plate to plug it up and protect themselves <laughs> uh, from predators. I love that, using their butt to protect themselves. And their pouches face backwards so that when they dig, the dirt doesn't get in the baby's pouch. That's good. But instead, when they poop, it goes right past the pouch. So I think I'm probably correct in saying they usually live in their little burrows, right? Yeah. And they're like nocturnal? I'm not sure. If or are they? Or they might be one of those. What is, what is that word for? Um, dusk and dawn. Oh God, we mentioned it on the podcast before. I I don't know why that word always escapes me. But like diurnal is you're awake during the daytime. Yeah. Nocturnal is you're awake during the night. 
And then there's another word that's like for being active during dusk and dawn. Yeah. But I can't remember. Well, no, apparently all wombats are nocturnal. Oh, well, I was going to say, because every time I've ever seen them in a zoo, they're asleep. Yeah. So that apparently, makes sense. On cold days, they've all come out to sunbathe and warm up though. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. But it's kind of like a little bear. Maybe? They're, they're very cute. I'm going to say this. They're very, very cute. And like, you may be tempted to want to um, pat one. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, I like wombats. I think they're more exciting than koalas. They are. But also, like, they're just, they're just little tanks. They can mow through pretty much anything. If you know what a quokka is, and I feel like a lot of people do know what quokkas are. Well, yeah, because they... kind of like that. But, but bigger. bigger. And they don't sit on their hind legs. No. Go watch a classic Australian <laughs> TV show, A Country Practice. I'm going to mention that show in this article. <laughs> I met Fatso the Wombat from that. <laughs> he was at the um, that wildlife place in Blacktown. Featherdale? Yeah, Featherdale yeah. Wildlife Park. That's where Fatso retired. Okay. Well, I'm going to mention him in this article, but it's not about him mm. because why would it be? <laughs> so a family who live in Dubbo, which is central west New South Wales. Yeah, if you leave Sydney and go five hours west, you'll eventually get to yeah. Dubbo. Say they are lucky to be alive after being attacked by a Terminator-like wombat. Oh my god. They're not kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you uh, about the people who got attacked and this wombat. So, Jeanette it Ambrose... Was it the T-1000? <laughs> get up. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> Jeanette Ambrose, who is 78, has been living at the Daybreak Wildlife Sanctuary for 40 years, um, and she interacts with and cares for native animals on a regular basis, and she has loads of experience with wombats. She's hand-reared them previously, including Fatso from a country practice. Ooh. So Jeanette was responsible for his life domestication? <laughs> I, wanna, I, I don't know. Was he a domestic pet in that show? No, not really. I just remember him being in the show. I don't really remember much about the show. I guess, like, responsible for him being tame enough to use in a TV show. I suppose so. I'm not sure he was domesticated, but anyway. Because of this. It would be cool if we could have pet wombats. Actually, I had a friend in high school whose brother did end up with a wombat that they ended up with. It's weird. You hear, like, a lot of people having kangaroos as pets. Never really wombats, though. They can be aggressive. Usually not like as aggressive as I'm about to tell you, but they don't generally like people. When I was at the zoo, they always warned us not to go near the wombat. Mm. Because Jeanette has a lot of experience with wombats, she was happy when her daughter, Kim, who also lives on the property, called her to tell there was a wombat running, like wandering around, which was probably kind of unusual during the day. I got a quote from Jeanette. I'm laughing. This is so bad. I don't know why I find this so funny. He looked up at me and dive to get past me i held him for a long time while screaming to my 11 year old great granddaughter to not let him get you which is when he started biting me he'd bite pieces of my leg and so she ran to get help meanwhile he was biting me up to my knees now why is she holding this wombat i guess she maybe thought it needed help but i don't think they were planning on doing anything until it like rushed them i think they were just going to look at it make sure it was okay and then and it then rushed them scared he doesn't stop there though Wombats, man. They're like, they're solid. I imagine yeah. they've got pretty strong jaws. I don't think this would have been pleasant. They're also fast. Yeah. You wouldn't think it looking at them because they're like got really short little legs and stuff, but. I've heard they can go 35 kilometers an hour. That, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> they kind of look like little, they're like little Australianized staffies in terms of how they look. They are. That's like, the, like, that's a good description of how solid they are. Like they are, they look fat, but they're not. They're like pure muscle. Just want to try and reiterate how bad this 
is. But her, her daughter, Kim, rushed out to try and help her. But as soon as the wombat seen her, it rushed her as well, knocking her over before biting into the back of her legs. So grandma let go of the wombat. I think she'd already let go of the wombat and it was biting her. <laughs> anyway, so now, now Kim's being bit. I've got a quote from Kim. I shoved my hand down to protect myself, offering my hand because I knew he, he was going to keep gouging. He was near my femoral artery, so I had to have the guts to shove my hand down. So he got my finger and bit down until he exposed bone. Ugh. This got, is not going well for this family. They got big teeth, like rat teeth, but not quite the same. Yeah. So, so now we've got two injured women on this property from a single wombat. Kim's daughter, Gemma had now heard all of the commotion going on outside and rushed to see what was happening. In an effort to try and save her mother from more injuries, she hit the wombat over the head with a plank of wood. Oh, now, no! It's probably no, no, fine, no. actually. I was going to say, <laughs> wombats are that solid, it would do nothing. Like, it wouldn't hurt the wombat. Probably piss it off, though. It did stop him for a second, but then it noticed Gemma as well. It charged her, knocked her over, and started biting at her legs. <laughs> Gemma says she was screaming for her life. We now have three women on the ground bleeding from this fucking wombat. I got a a quote from Gemma. It's like he knew where to bite. He was in for the kill. He was totally in for the kill. This wombat is trying to kill these three women. It's like when honey badgers always know where their groin is on every animal that attacks them. (laughs) I'm looking at pictures of cute wombats right now. Well, that should be um, good to accompany this story for you. Oh, man, there's fat wombats. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah, just fat wombats. (laughs) So at this point, the wombat had now somehow gotten three women on the ground and Jeanette thought that they might not make it out alive. (laughs) She said that the wombat was so vicious it could have bitten their noses off if it could reach their face. (laughs) Just go inside. So I actually forgot to put in my notes, but Kim, so Jeanette's daughter Kim had just recovered from breaking her ankle. Oh, my God. And when she fell, she re-broke her ankle. Oh, no. So um, Kim somehow, I don't know how, probably because she was fearing for her life and the adrenaline was rushing, but Kim hobbled over, grabbed a shovel, and started hitting the wombat. However, the wombat didn't fucking care because they're a solid little piece of shit. Um, and it lunged her again, pushing her to the ground. Oh, Kim, my God. Kim's tried to do something, is now back on the ground. A quote weigh, from her. They can weigh 20 to 35 kilos. Fucking hell. Be a meter or 40 inches long. They get big. Like they get the size of a human torso and head. Ew. Okay. So a quote from Kim. All of a sudden I understood I had to grab him by the ear and head and lie on his back. It was watching Steve Irwin wrestle crocodiles that made me think of it. <laughs> <laughs> so she's now on the back of this wombat trying to stop it. I don't know how she thought this was, was going to end well. Um, but by now, all the noise had gotten the attention of Gemma's husband and one of the neighbors. The two men helped the women hold down the wombat while Jeanette grabbed an axe. And, um, well, I'm not going to describe what happens after that, but I think you can probably imagine. So they killed the wombat. So they killed the wombat. It was fucking trying to kill them. It injured three people. It was afraid. They just had to leave it alone. How the hell do you get away from a wombat that's attacking you? Run. <laughs> <laughs> But one tidbit that I found great in this article is um, the, du- the Dubbo News printed the story and the headline I thought was pretty ace. Um, Four generations of women fend off berserker wombat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, what would you do in that situation? It somehow disabled three people. Honestly, I wouldn't have gone out to grab it in the first place. I don't think that that's what they were doing. 
They're probably just going to check it out, like just to look at it, make sure it was okay, and then leave it. But instead, it it, it went for them. I don't know. I've never been attacked by a wombat. Me either, thank God, because like I don't want bites down to the bone. But yeah, that was it. Three women got seriously injured from a vicious wombat. And then they had to axe it. And to then leave. they had to axe it. I shouldn't Poor laugh. Wombat. This is a horrible story, but I just I Poor it's kind wombat. of comical thinking about how it would have happened. At least I don't think they're endangered anyway. They so. are. Fucking <laughs> oh, hell. They're just native. But they're not endangered. They're fine. We've actually seen a, a dead one on our trip. Yeah, we did. I love dead kill. foxes. Well, I mean it was roadkill, but I'm like, what happened to the car that hit that? <laughs> Atomized. <laughs> no, it was probably a truck that got it. Wow. Um, how are you gonna segue that one? <laughs> There's something in there about how your story's got three people attacked by a wombat to four nut jobs in WA, but I don't really know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now this one I did find on my own and then you sent it to me saying, You should do this story. Oh, it's that one, is it? it okay. Is, yeah. All right. I, 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 I did spot it and I'm like Nah, I, w- I want you to do it. But you'd already found it. Yes, I had. I'd seen <laughs> someone else tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take that and steal it. Okay. All right. So we've got bizarre scenes in a tiny WA town as sovereign nation attempts to overthrow government. Now, these aren't sovereign citizens. They're not? They're not. Okay. They're trying to start their own country instead. And how, I, how are they going to do that? And we're not like a micronation, which there are several in Australia. Okay. Well, you know what a micronation is? Not really, no. They're kind of like... There's one in Mossman, actually. Okay. The guy got sick of paying taxes, so he succeeded his property from Australia. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so micronations... I think the most well-known one is probably SeaWorld or something like that, which is an old oil rig drilling platform Okay. off the coast of the UK that some family acquired after a pirate after they kicked a pirate radio station out. And then some people tried to come and invade it one day while the king and one of the other guys wasn't there and they found out that it was being attacked and because obviously they're like a sovereign like they're a micronation there's no one going to help him so he flew back with a helicopter and two shotguns and liberated his country and saved holy his fuck yeah it's crazy like it's a so shame. You just shot people uh no one died okay but you know people were threatened and he's like get out of my country and well i mean if it's a nation onto itself. I mean, there's no cops. Yeah, and well, no one else is going to come and help them. Is yeah. the other thing to think in mind. So it's weird. They have like their own currencies and stuff. And they're not real nations, but they are. They're not. It, it's an interesting thing. There's one in Australia and he's got like, he's building a pyramid and shit. Okay. Or he's already built a pyramid. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I've never heard of this. Yeah, there's lots of them. Um, but this was an attempt at maybe starting a new one. But they, it sounds like more they just want to take all of WA and just form a new country. Don't you just kind of have to get all of WA to agree to that? Yeah, yeah. There's been a long history of it in WA as well. But we've gone to like referendums, you know, actual like things that might work. Right, okay. But they've just decided to take it upon themselves now. There's four nut jobs in a small town. It's from Kate Hadley for WA Today. I think I've said this before. That's an excellent paper name. Mm. WA Today. Love it. 8 a.m. Friday, June 5th, 2020. The town of York, Western Australia, which is Australia, Western Australia's oldest inland town. Mm, okay. It's about 90 k's inland from Perth. It's tiny. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Four nutjobs stand at the back of the town's historic courthouse. The ringleader of the group stands awkwardly, reading a speech from a paper. He speaks quietly, either out of fear or perhaps his hearing aid is not on the correct setting. You can tell that he's only written this down and has not practiced saying it. It was just really awkward and clumsy. Right. Okay. Like, he wrote out the speech, but he's never actually spoken it out loud kind of thing. So most of this is just me interpreting. There's two videos in the article. A four-minute one of them breaking in, and then another one, which I get into. Okay. 
So this is it. The birth of a new nation. New West Australia. Man, come on. At least get creative with your... If you're going to create your own country, at least get creative with the name. And these four poorly spoken, generic looking backwater townsfolk would be the ones to do it. Never mind the several attempts and referendums made in the past 100 years of Western Australia's history. These four people, they're starting a new nation today. June 5th. Now when you hear this, it'll be almost a week since. And you might have noticed that there is no new Australia. <laughs> so... You can imagine that this, this doesn't get well for doesn't them. work out for him? No. Okay. The man's speech draws to a close. He prattles on about some weird Christian shit and how the Queen is welcome, but the Pope has no new, no authority in New West Australia. Okay, so they're fine with the Queen, but not the Pope? I think they're Protestant. Oh, okay. Or whatever. I don't know. I'm not knowledgeable enough in it, but they're fine with the Queen. Some kind of Jesus is okay, but the other one's wrong. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyhow. A bearded man with a top knot, black wife beater, and tight ripped skinny jeans. Tight white ripped skinny jeans. I mean, that's a fashion statement. Is asked to open the door. But he wouldn't look out of place in Melbourne. I was about to say, it sounds like your average hipster, really. After they've tried knocking twice to ask them to open the doors in the name of God or something, the court is not open at this time and the building is empty. So he knocks on the door and says, open up in the name of the Lord. And he's like, knocks on the door again. He's like, open up in the name of New West Australia or something like that. And of course, there's no one in the fucking court. So then they break in. I'm wondering if they did that to check to make sure no one was there. <laughs> Who knows? And they're at the back door of the court, not the front door. It's the back door. It's okay. like a small little weird back door. Okay. The original wooden door from 1840 is smashed repeatedly with an iron bar until a whole decorative panel is smashed out. It's now Mary's turn to finish opening the door. Because for some reason, after Top Knots smashed the door in, the first guy's like, all right, now Mary, you open the door. Okay. This all sounds really weird. It is. She tries to turn the door handle from the outside. Shockingly, it doesn't work. If it didn't... Oh my god, wouldn't you just open it if it was open? Like, she come tries on, instead again of bashing it in? Before someone tells her to do the fucking obvious and reach in and unlock the door through the hole they've punched. I'm sorry, but Mary doesn't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. No. Speaking of tools, though, she's got a full tool belt on. I don't know why. She does, though. It's like <laughs> okay. full of tactical shit. Top knot is still needed to kick in the door some more because they re- before they can squeeze inside. I'm actually wondering if the door's meant to open outways and they've just... Right, They okay. were really struggling to get this door open. Like, even <laughs> after they'd unlocked it and turned the door handle and shit, they just still couldn't get it open properly. Jeebus. No doubt, years from now, the children of New Westralia will be thrilled by bedtime stories of the old wooden door that almost stopped the birth of their nation. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's going to happen. Uh, then there's another nine-minute video of them just sitting in the courtroom. I don't know where Mary and the other guy who was filming the previous video went, but Top Knot's filming. He keeps moving into a selfie cam of himself doing, like, thumping on the chest, making peace symbols and kissing at the camera. I'm like, and the is other guy, he serious or is he trolling? I don't know. The other guy is just sitting in, like, the judge's chair waiting, holding a Bible. Waiting for what? Well, the sirens are going off. They're waiting for the police to turn up. I don't know. They're just sitting there in the courtroom and it's nine minutes. Okay. And nothing happens. Literally nothing happens until the last minute of the footage. So the the you nine minute video there. was definitely worth your time? Yep. Totally. <laughs> I skipped through it. And all I see is occasionally he picks up paper, they drink some water out of like a milk carton and okay. fucking nothing happens until the last minute when the police come in. And they're told by the new Australians that they are trespassing only for the police to play the Uno reverse card on them and inform <laughs> them that no, they're the ones trespassing and are now under arrest. That's the whole thing. That's all that happened on that birth of New Australia. Look, the country's existence was short-lived, but I'm sure they'll remember it. Did it exist? (laughs) All they had was a courthouse. I don't think that's a country. So according to the article, the group has a website, which I couldn't find. 
because I searched New Australians and all I could find was articles talking about these nut jobs breaking into the courthouse. Okay. But they claim they are, as a Christian nation, New Australia strives to be a world-class destination for spiritual vitality, enlightenment, meditation, wonder and expression on the great adventure of life. And also they see the current Australian flag as satanic. Oh, okay. and they've got okay. their own new flag they want to raise that looks like the King George's cross. How, how is how is our flag satanic? I don't know, but they want to raise like a flag that looks more like the King George's cross, which I think is the first part of the Union Jack. They actually just read across a bit. Yeah, because you know, like the Union Jacks are a mix up of all those flags stuck together. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. And then I've just got another quote here. I think I was just copying the article directly because they summed it up pretty well. Throughout the group's attempts to establish themselves as the proper governing body of law for Western Australia, one of the members posted to social media, I don't have time to answer questions as we are under siege at the current moment in York, Australia, sorry, in York, Australia, and staying strong in our court. Please do your research as much as possible, good people. I can only show you the way. We must all attempt our own escape, and everything is in play to do so. Trust me. Okay, but... I thought he was in his new country. I didn't think he was in York. No, That's where am his I new wrong? Country starting. I don't know. <laughs> but they want they they. I don't know how they figured this was going to work, and they would now be like in charge of Western Australia by taking over the court of York. Yeah, I don't know. This whole thing seems really weird, and I don't think they really thought With it through. Four people. Yeah. More police officers turned up than there were people in the entire nation of New Australia. Okay. Did they think that they were going to get like squatters' rights or something? Yeah, I don't know what the game plan was here, because he was just sitting there on the judge's chair, holding his Bible, and he didn't even say much when they turned up. He was like, you're trespassing, and they're like, no, we're not, you're trespassing, and you're under arrest. <laughs> and that's and that pretty was much, it? that's all he really had to say. I think they were trying to argue something, but I couldn't really make it out, because the video was, I think Topknot had his thumb over the microphone, it was very oh hard to God. hear anything. Okay, okay. And that's the story of New Australia. And its demise. <laughs> I mean, how many hours was... Were they a country? Less than one. <laughs> as soon as they broke in, the alarm started going off. And then they go through the front of the courthouse. Because they parked their cars at the front of the courthouse. Yeah. And opened the door and then got their supplies. Then went back inside and sat in the courtroom. And honestly, it would have been easier for them to break in through the front door of the courthouse. Because it's got a glass, like little glass square windows. Mm. So they could have just punched out one of those. Instead, they destroyed the original 1840s door. I think that's probably the saddest part of this It is. Story. They just destroyed this heritage listed church. Yeah. Not church. Court. Court. Whatever. But they I mean, like, they'd the obviously church. kept the original door for a reason. It's like a part of history. Now it's just but fucking it's gone because he decided to worked, kick it in. But yeah, yeah, that's the story of New Australia. What a bunch of nutters. <laughs> I just like, I wonder how people like get these ideas. Like, I don't think that they thought of them on their own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it was just a weird mix of people. Like, Mary looked like she was in her 40s or 50s and didn't say a word and had issues with the door. The other guy... Was wearing like generic, just like a blue collar shirt and jeans, had a hearing aid and a beard. Mm. And then he had that top knot guy. And I didn't really get to see what the fourth guy looked like because I never filmed him. It was just such a weird mix of people trying to form this nation. Weird. Yeah. And I'm assuming that quote I that they had at the end there is probably top knot. Seems like he's the ringleader. No. No? No, the guy with the hearing aid who sat in the chair is. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah, I'm I'm confused. You can watch the videos, they're boring. <laughs> I think I think I'll pass. I think I'll just like um trust your descriptions of them. Um, <laughs> again, you're not giving me much segue room. My next story. It's a bit of a downer, but I thought it was quite interesting at the same time. This is the one I was saying to you that I just found by accident because 
It was linked on Twitter. On Twitter? On the Twitter. So this is looking into why seven women from one area in Melbourne committed suicide. Huh. It sounds weird, right? Like recently? or This was in 2018, 2019, but they all did it within months of each other under weird circumstances. They're part of a suicide room? No, it doesn't it doesn't look like they had any connection to each other. Hmm. So no suicide pact, no anything like that. We watched a movie last night from Poland called Suicide Room. Yeah. Um my emo self found it years ago. But it's a weird movie if you if you can watch it, I'd I definitely quite enjoyed recommend it. it. Um which is a which is about suicide packs, but that's not what happened in this one at all. It's very weird. So I'm gonna go through what a few people think might be the answer as to why it happened. And they're all from the same area of Melbourne. So they're all from the same council area. Okay. So seven suspected suicides with similarities took place over 2018 and 2019 in the Indian community of Melbourne's city of Whittlesea. What the heck is that? I'm actually not sure, to be honest with you. Oh, it's way out. It's nowhere near the sea. Whereabouts is it? It's kind of north by the looks of the map. So, I mean, you know... It's 40 kilometres east of... Northeast of Melbourne Central Business District. Okay. There you go. Some geography for you. Featuring Mount Disappointment. (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, so I think over a year or so is probably a long time, but I think it's still really unusual to have that many women... In what is essentially just a small town. Yeah. And obviously... Others agree because Chris House from, this is a really weird name and I'm apologizing if this was wrong because there's too many words in this, but anyway. Less than 6,000 people live there. He's from Whittlesea Community Connections Community Legal Service. Okay. Um, (laughs) First brought the case's attention to the Coroner's Court of Victoria early last year calling for a public inquest to try and uh, figure out what's what's going on in the area and why. Because this may not be suicides. Well, they're saying suspected suicides, but I think that they're confirmed suicides. I just don't want to say that because it's odd circumstances. Well, saying suspected suicides means, to me, it makes it easier for me to let my mind wander and go serial killer. I don't think that's what's happening here. But (laughs) um, I've got a quote from him. He said, all the women were mothers. They all lived in the same area. They had all died by suspected suicide. And the method of suicide was considered disturbing in nature to police. It doesn't go into how they committed suicide, though. So I don't know what that means. But it sounds like they all did it the same way. Yeah. And not in your... Typical, like, um, hanging or... or Pills or... Something like that, yeah. Yeah. He said, women don't do this unless they're absolutely desperate. This is a widening tragedy. Um, So Sergeant Damien Lehman... Layman, L-E-H-M-A-N-N. Him. Hmm? (laughs) Him. Yeah. From Victoria Police, who attended a number of the incidents, said that the cases left him troubled, so he escalated the matter in late 2018 to his superiors and then to senior members of the local council. Um, I've got a quote from him about it as well. Um, I've been in the police force for 23 years, and what I saw when I attended those suicides, it was different to anything I'd seen in the past. Our feeling is that the social isolation is one of the major factors in these deaths. There is an overwhelming despair for these women and we want the community to work through these issues themselves. The focus is on empowering our community more than anything. So it's going to go into it, but basically what they think it is is that because it seems to be only the Indian community, Mm. that it might be migrants who are isolated, don't really know anyone, 
may have trouble at home. But I mean, that's like kind of a stretch as well because I mean, there's a lot of that in Australia. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of immigrants, so I don't know if that's that. We effectively unusual. lived. Our last suburb was a Greek ghetto. Yeah, effectively. Well, historically, not so much now. It's pretty no. diverse now, but like... But yeah, I mean, you know, Australia is a very multicultural society. We have a lot of immigrants, a lot of people who, you know, may not be fluent in English. Yeah. May not you, know that many first, people. Like, the ones who first come here. But their kids grow up and they all have Australian accents. Yeah. Anyway. And but, people still give them shit and say they're not Australian. It's like, what the I fuck? I know. I, I hate that. That's Are really you rude. But... Um, but I, it's, it's, I guess it's topical at the moment. I never get it. Because even though I'm a Kiwi, I don't really have a thick Kiwi accent. So you just would... had one. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I've been in conversations where, you know, I'm more foreign than the person I'm talking to. Yeah. They just look more different to me because of their parents. And they're the ones who get shit. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I used to work with someone who was of Lebanese descent, but she used to cop shit from both sides because she had blue eyes. So... Even though both of her parents were Lebanese, she ended up with blue eyes somehow. Okay, yeah, that So they didn't accept her because she looked different to everyone else. What the fuck? And then Australians didn't really accept her because she's Lebanese. Well, Lebanese descent, she was born here. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, the whole thing's... Well, I mean, it's very topical at the moment, but the whole thing's just kind of fucked and it doesn't really matter. If you're born in Australia, you're born in Australia, you're Australian, that's it. Like, the yeah. end. Although, again, we still have a lot of immigrants. So I don't really feel like that is a good explanation. Unless there's something in particular going on in the Indian community. Of Whittlesea. Just of that area. But also, that's also really weird. <laughs> I mean, from what I roughly have heard of and know of Indian I was going to say, life, I don't really know anything about Indian culture or anything like that. So I don't know if I can comment so on that. Like but... Indian, you've got the caste system, which supposedly doesn't exist anymore, but it totally still does. People still... What is that? Really? Okay. So India historically had a caste system and you were born into like a particular group of people. Okay. And it got like, if you were fucked, you were one of the untouchables. Literally like the rest of society, they don't want to see you. They won't touch you. You're basically like slaves. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Didn't know Um, any of that. It's changed a little bit. Like they had an untouchable caste prime minister at one point recently. Mm-hmm. So that's changed a bit, but it's still like, you know, it's kind of like in America, like we don't have slaves anymore, but at the end of the day, that shit's still kind of like, it plays in the back there. of the mind, it affects it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like okay. second class citizens. But also then women themselves are worse off again kind of thing. So and it's a very patriarchal society. Yeah, and there's lots of like, it's a country where like a woman will get raped and she's the one who goes to prison kind of thing. That oh. sort of shit happens. It, okay. It's... I'm definitely not educated enough to speak about a lot, but this is what I know a lot. Basically, if you're born a woman in India, you're kind of fucked. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I didn't there, know There's a lot of yeah violence and bad things happen to them. So the fact that like this small Indian community out in the middle of nowhere. So is it may- possible that like maybe they all know each other and that they're being treated there's a po- worse? Yeah. Possibly. Because so of their interaction with each other? Like... They're feeding each other. Yeah, or what's happening like, in that community there. Because there's yeah. only 6,000, there's less than 6,000 people in Whittlesea. And then the Indian community would be even smaller than that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes it even weirder. Yeah. There's got to be something going on there. Okay. Um, social worker and anti-domestic violence campaigner, Jatinda Kerr, K-A-U-R. One of those. I'm sorry if I pronounce that 
wrongly, um, is researching family violence among Indian immig- Indian migrants Sorry, in Australia as part of her PhD. She says, Indian migrant women often lack English skills, have no idea where to seek assistance or what support services may be available. And so social isolation is a real challenge. You couple that with what research has told us about the strong patriarchal belief system, which still exists within the Indian subcontinent. The notion that a daughter is seen as a burden and when she is married off, she is then betrothed to the husband and his family. So there's no sense that the woman has an independent sense of identity. So from that, that says to me that she doesn't even have her own family yeah. to fall back on so she's either. Because they still do arranged marriages in India. Right. So they don't even know their husbands that well. So probably. they're probably married off and then they've moved here kind of thing, maybe. Oh, oh boy. Okay. I mean, this is all speculation. But... I mean, yeah. So the other interesting part of this is that it's far more likely for men to commit suicide. Yes. So it's even, again, adds another layer of weirdness to this whole thing that women are the one doing this. Clearly something is going on there. I don't know if it is as simple as being isolated, though. I mean, I guess it could be. So the article interviewed a woman who was in a similar situation to the women that had committed suicide, and she had this to say. She was um, another Indian migrant who was here under an arranged marriage. She said, Before I got a job, I was not allowed to go out or even speak to the neighbors. I had no idea what services or help was out there. He used to drink and lose his temper. He would sit on my stomach with his knees and then punch me until I would lose my senses. Many times, even after I left, I would feel like instead of living this life, I should just die because my parents' respect is gone and so is our money. Jesus. See what I mean? It was bad. Yeah. So I've got another quote from Chris House, who was the original guy that I talked about. And he said, The seven women have no voice. Their circumstances of their deaths suggest there may have been more women in similar situations and suffering similar despair. We hope after COVID, social restrictions are removed and people can get out of the house. So I think Mm. that they're kind of worried that it's going to happen some more. That by the end of, um, you know, after quarantine and all that, it might happen again. Um, well, that's been the case, hasn't it? Where the just in general, domestic violence is they're up at the moment. Cause yeah. I mean, people are locked in their houses with their abusers. I think the problem, and I can only speak for here in Australia because I don't know what other countries do, but we don't really do anything to help these women. No. Obviously, there are services and like, you know, um, safe houses and stuff like that if you can manage to get out somehow. Mm. But what about all the before that? What about all the women that get murdered not being able to get out of that situation? And people are like, oh, it doesn't happen here. It just doesn't reach the news. Are you kidding me? That woman recently got set on fire in her car. It happens all the time here, but you don't even hear about the really horrible ones like that. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it happens far more often than that. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are because I didn't look them up. But um, Sometimes on Facebook you get pictures and it's like, this is how many women have been killed that we know about yeah. this year. And it's like 13 women and it's like February or something. I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've, you don't hear about every single one of those. And I'm sure, like, even not being killed, how many women are beaten or, you know, sexually assaulted or whatever in domestic violence situations? Like, it's a real problem and I'm not sure that, like, we've really figured out what the good answer is. Because if they don't tell you, how do you know what's happening? Yeah. And I think, uh, was it here or somewhere else where unless they're the ones who report it, they can't charge the other? They can't, yeah. yeah. So even if like you're like say a if family member a or friend. a friend and you know that it's happening, if they don't report it, they won't look into it, which is fucked, honestly. Yeah. Because I think that'd be a good start. It's changing the laws that you can report suspected yeah. abuse. Because like if you know a friend or someone and you report it for them, 
of course they're probably going to sit there and say no because if they say yes, they're going to get beaten again. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I totally get how that situation happens and how it would work. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not qualified in any way to come up with a solution, but there's got to be a better way. Delete to... men. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go that far. There's got to be a better way that it can be dealt with. And it kind of sounds like these women in this article were kind of going through something that they Some couldn't escape. Would be like, this is why you need guns. No. Um, Give all women guns. Well, and men can't have them because, I mean, no, come on. No. But yeah. That was just a, a weird one that came up on my like timeline on Twitter, like my personal one, not the oh. podcast one. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Like, why the fuck did that happen? It just kind of seems like they were in bad situations that they couldn't get out of, which sucks. Yeah. Obviously. Or it's a serial killer. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I wonder how they did it. Yeah, that makes it so disturbing in nature. I don't, I'm, I probably don't actually want to know. I'll feed you soon, Pixie. Because <laughs> we've only got two more stories to go, and my last one's pretty quick. Okay. Pretty quick indeed. Okay. It's like bang and you're done. Is this about premature ejaculation? Because that kind of sounds like what you're hinting at. No. <laughs> you might have heard this story before. A cautionary tale. Why I stuck a cracker up my clacker. What? Why I stuck a cracker. So they've stuck like a, a firecracker, firecracker up their butt. Up my clacker. Yes. Okay. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Connor Burney, Northern Territory News. Oh, of course it was <laughs> NT News. Come on. Um, if you're not from Australia, NT News always have these like really trolly clickbait headlines that are so funny. And like the articles are usually just as good. That is very well known. I've actually got to pay to read half their shit. Man. I know, it's it really sucks. Um, yeah, I can't decide if Northern Territory or Queensland is the Florida of Australia in terms of like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, where's got more crocodiles? Because that's probably your answer. Again, I don't know. They've yeah, both got a lot either. of crocodiles. I feel like Queensland is probably more of a like Queensland <laughs> man. Northern Territory just seems to be like people have just sort of been forgotten by the rest of Australia doing their own thing, having a grand time. Yeah, pretty much. Mostly. <laughs> Now, most of this is just going to be quoting the guy, because <laughs> fucking hell. Okay. I had a few lads up from Queensland, and, uh, put up a, and I had to put on a good show. Just had a few beers with the boys, and uh, let off a few firecrackers. And I put one in my ass. Oh, of course, the natural progression of things. I know that when firecrackers are going off, I go, <laughs> I really should stick one of those up my bum. This gentleman's name is Alex Bowden. He was 23 at the time, and he said all this in an interview to Northern Territory News from his hospital bed. Oh, my God. Oh, his hospital bed. Okay. Well, I think I know what happens now. It didn't burn me balls or me back. Just my fingers in me ass. It's a pretty loose one, eh? <laughs> so he doesn't care that he got burnt? No, he seems to think it was hilarious. Because, like, I knew a kid in high school who held a firecracker that went off, and his hand was fucked up. Well, so what happened to this guy's asshole? I think he just rested it in the cheeks. Oh, he didn't actually put it in. No, it didn't go actually in the butt. Right, okay. It was just resting in, like, the cheeks hanging out of his crack. That's possibly worse, though, because, like, you know, the skin is kind of tender around there. It's a bit sensitive. I think I'd still rather have a burnt butt than a firecracker go off in my asshole. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I'm just imagining the burns. Like, how are you going to sit down ever again? He suffered burns to his butt cheeks and several fingers from removing the firecracker. So it didn't explode. What did he think was going to happen? So they lit it and he was starting to have a bad time. So it never got around to actually blowing up or whatever. So he pulled it out. So it could have been a lot worse. Oh my God. You know, this isn't like um, when I was in Toon Gabby and some kid. You know on train lines, they have like these little explosive things they put down to slow down trains sometimes. Oh, like, like, um, what are they called? They usually go in like, um, like, what are they called? Um... 
they probably don't sell them anymore, but like the fake guns and oh, they have the thing. Guns. Cap guns. Yeah, yeah I said one as a kid. Like um, what, like those things? Not quite, but they okay. saw like a big version of those and they meant to slow the trains down or something. I don't right, really know what okay. they're for. Okay. This kid in Toon Game, he nicked one and then hit it with a hammer and blew his hand off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> what do you think could happen? <laughs> there was no blood and he was able to walk. He was standing up and wearing pants at the time. So it sounds like they've just shoved it in his plumber's crack, what set it hits? on fire. And he's gone, fuck, that's hot. Pulled it out, burned his hand. And what did he think was going to happen? Why would he think it wouldn't be hot? <laughs> like, come on. They'd been drinking. He had to put on a good show, remember? Oh Alex's friend Reese said, he screamed a little bit and there were a fair few F words. Alex denies that he cried. He denies it. He denies it. I he call cried. bullshit. His sober mate then drove them to the hospital. And I beg the question why the sober friend didn't stop them doing this in the first place. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, you know, he was probably like... No, he was probably drugs. like, like whatever, just go have at it. You want to be this stupid, I'll let you. <laughs> he did ask the Northern Territory News to give a shout out to the boys in his hometown oh back in God. Queensland. So he was a Queenslander, actually, in Northern okay, Territory. Right. So, you know, come back that Florida man thing. And he insisted it was not as bad as everyone was saying. Police confiscated the fireworks. and They may have been fined $282 for setting off fireworks outside of Northern Territory Day. His mother said, his mother, quote... Oh, his poor mother. Thought it was funny. <laughs> Okay, so they're just as bad as each other. So basically, your whole story was a guy burnt his butt cheeks on a firecracker. He got drunk, shoved a firecracker in his butt and set it off. Jesus. (laughs) Drunk Australians, I swear to God, they'll do just about anything. You ever done a shoey? No, and I will not. That is disgusting. I've never done a shoey either. I I think the worst ones I've seen are when I was at... um. The Hong Kong Sevens and an Australian did a shoey out of like a shoe they've been wearing for three days at the stadium. Ew! Like, like, especially because we're in the restricted area Ew. and it gets fucking loose in there. Like, we're talking like, you just hope that it's beer that's flying over the top of you and not oh, like God. piss. Yeah, don't do shoeys. It's so gross. I don't know why it's a thing. How? Who did the first shoey? I don't know, but they should, should have been stopped. Because <laughs> now people keep doing them and it's disgusting. By the way, is this drinking a beer out of a shoe? Yeah. It's gross. Like a shoe that you've been wearing on your foot, you take it off, you pour your beer in there and you drink it. It's disgusting. I think the weirdest one I've seen, I don't think it catched on for obvious reasons, was this weird drinking thing they had for a while called Up the Puck. What? Where you shot beer or alcohol out of your mate's foreskin. Ew. Yeah. And then you've got to, oh, and you've got to pretend to be a chicken while you're doing it. Who came up with this? Straight men. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Straight Straight men. white men. <sighs> of course. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that goes, of course, they're the dumbest ones. But then I'm like, how straight are they if they wanted to do shots out of each other's foreskins? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it makes the guy stick in the firecracker up his butt look sane. <sighs> okay. How would you do that at a pub? The firecracker or up the puck? The up the puck. I think you just do it. In a private room? In a private room. Talking about... Um, Foreskin shotting? I was going to say, like, sexuality. But this doesn't, it doesn't fit. This is about sex, though. Or a sexual fantasy. Talking about things that go bang. Doesn't fit either. God damn it. But it's okay. We're just going to roll with it. I'm going to keep going. It's episode 25. There is no segue. <laughs> there really isn't any segues in this. I might just call it that. <laughs> the episode of no segues. Uh, <laughs> two men who are hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being tied up went to the wrong New South Wales rural address. Oh, no. <laughs> It gets better. Even though they were carrying machetes with them, they politely left after realizing they had gotten the wrong house. Well, they weren't there to do a crime. No, they weren't there to do a crime. 
Meanwhile, this other guy's or person's just lying in their bed like, the fuck are my machetes? Yeah, so regardless, the person whose house they went to called the cops anyway. I think you would. (laughs) You would. Like, you wouldn't just accept, oh, sorry, we got the wrong house. Would you go, oh, my God, there are two people out there with machetes. Sorry, you're not the man we were picked to fuck. (laughs) And they both end up getting charged. you don't know that they're off to do sex things. You're like, oh, I got lucky they're at the wrong house. They're off to murder someone. I'm sure that, like, they didn't explain that. They just went, oh, sorry, we got the wrong house. And left. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they both end up being charged. Uh, That's not fair. I mean, it's not, but Did also you in? can't just carry around machetes. I think the I think the issue is, and we'll go into a bit later, I think it's that they left it in their car. So when they actually got to the correct address, they left the machetes in their car. And that's where the cops found them. So I think that was the issue. It's not that you're not allowed to have knives. Like, Either way, they were charged. Is this the sex police? Like, <laughs> you got it wrong. Now you got to go do some time. One of the men has since been found not guilty of entering the home intending to intimidate while armed with an offensive weapon. That's what it was. But I mean, I, they just left. Yeah, I guess they would have. Because that would be the idea, right? They go to the door and then these two men barge in on them. That's the fantasy. So the first one's yeah. gone and started doing it. Gone. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm so sorry. This is the wrong house. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Anyway. You're, you're going to, sorry, we're playing out a sex fantasy of one of your neighbors. We'll be going now with our large knives. And- yeah. I mean, I absolutely think that the man whose house they went into that was the wrong person definitely should have called the police. Oh, of course. But uh, this whole thing's just a bit weird. <laughs> so even though the case was unusual, the judge found that there was a reasonable possibility that they had entered the house as part of a lawful plan to carry out a sexual fantasy. Yeah, I don't think this is... This is all just a horrible misunderstanding. It really is <laughs> a horrible, horrible misunderstanding. <laughs> According to statements, a man living in western New South Wales near Griffith wanted to be tied up and have a broom handle rubbed around his underwear. Oh, okay. How so specific? he didn't actually want to get fucked. He just wanted some kinky shit to happen. He was willing to pay up to $5,000 if it was really good. Apparently that's what the ad said. If it was really good. I don't know how. Like, how, mm. how do you do that really good? But okay. I'm in the wrong line of work. <laughs> After making arrangements with a man on Facebook. So he organized this through Facebook. Well, Craigslist ain't a thing here anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, he sent his address, but then he moved which he did update them on, but instead they went to the first address, which how is how they went to the wrong address. For? Huh? How long was this in planning for? I don't know. Just moving anyway. to your new apartment that night. Oh, great to be here, you know. Oh, <laughs> just going to have a relaxing evening in. Knock, knock, knock. Oh, must be the new neighbours coming to say hello. <laughs> Boom, I'm here to do you. Ah! Oh, Where's shit. your broom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> He wanted a broom handle in his underwear. I'm going to broom you good. <laughs> Are you ready for a this brush? This story with... is so ridiculous. Are you ready for a brush with death? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, the men still went to the first address for who knows what fucking reason. They realized their mistake after the person at the house told them his name. Which they then realized that this was not the person they were looking for. Because, yeah, they wouldn't recognize him because they're just strangers of Facebook. Yeah. And they're technically at the right address. Yeah. So they apologized and even shook the guy's hand before they left. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mate. Nothing personal, just business. (laughs) So they were were very polite about the whole thing. Um, (laughs) These aren't dangerous men. They're just out there to share the love. When the men got to the correct address... 
The client noticed that one of them had a big knife and told him not to bring it inside. So I don't think the machetes were part of the plan. I think mm. that they just took that upon themselves. Maybe they thought that's creative. how they make like really good. Yeah. Add the extra danger to it. But like when you when I tell you what they did, it's just it's so funny. <laughs> so um he left they left the machetes in the car. That's where they left them. So they went inside and they had coffee and made bacon and eggs and noodles before the the client fell asleep on the couch. And then they tied them up and broomed them? I don't know. It doesn't say that they actually went through with what they had planned. My fantasy is for two <laughs> men to come over and I tell them to leave their knives in their car and then we <laughs> make two minute noodles and eat eggs. I mean, I don't know if they had the coffee and food like after they were done. Just like hanging out. I don't know. I don't know. The police turned up soon after and found the machetes in the car. One of the men's barristers successfully submitted the entry was for a non-criminal purpose. And he said, it was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. That was a real thing said in court. <laughs> I'm sure there's been weirder things said in court. There probably has, but it's just, it's so ridiculous. That's the whole story though. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Pixie? Did you like that story? Are you hungry? It is past her dinner time. Do we need to wrap this up so I can feed this cat? We, we do need to wrap it up so we can feed this cat because oh, she's mad. She's mad. She's a mad little cannoli. <laughs> I don't know why you think she looks like a cannoli. She looked like a cannoli last night when she was in the beanbag. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The white part's like the cream filling and the orange fur is the cannoli pastry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you're a cannoli cat. She does not look impressed at me. Because <laughs> all she wants is a damn dinner. You want your damn dinner, Pixie? Well, Pixie, to submit your dinner request, you'll need to email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. And to the listeners at home, you can do the same, but not for food requests. We won't give you that. Uh, but if you got any podcasts, <laughs> we're a podcast. If you've got a story you'd like us to cover on the podcast, or give us some feedback or anything at all, literally, email us at, again, fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Why do I struggle with that email address? I don't know, because it's stupid and it Google is. wouldn't just let fuck me have fuck. Google. You can follow us on Twitter at fuckmedeadpod. Mm-hmm. Really the best place. I yeah. I a lot. We both live on Twitter, so. Twitter's great. And we have a website, fuckmedeadpodcast.com. All the episodes listed on there with links to where you can listen to them and any other information that might be missing. Uh, you can also find any links to the stories you're interested in either on our Twitter feed throughout the week or by going into the show notes or the description. Yeah, the, the show notes will have all the um, credits of stories that we used if you want to check them out yourself. Yeah, and if you'd please like to subscribe yes. and leave a review if you're on Apple or if you're not on Apple. There's no review system on any other one. There isn't, but what you could do is take two seconds out of your day, just go drop one on Apple. You could, if, if you felt so inclined. Yes. We would appreciate it. Pixie, would you give us five stars? I know the answer is no because I'm not feeding you. <laughs> It'll be five stars after you fed us, so don't worry. <laughs> well, we appreciate you hanging out again this week and we hope that we've provided a distraction from all of the things that are happening in the world at the moment. I mean, take your pick on which one you want us that to be referring to because <laughs> let's cancel 2020. <laughs> yeah, it really is a hell of a year isn't it it's just like when you think another thing can't happen another thing does happen so we hope that we provide you a distraction from all of the real life things that we need to worry about we'll be back doing the same thing next week yeah the only consistency in this <laughs> messed up world at the moment oh, bye bye <laughs>